welcome to the Always Winter podcast. Come beyond the wall to the land of Always Winter, where we talk all things A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. Please know, there may be some bad language. You have been warned. Okay, and we're live. Welcome to episode four. I am John Craig, and I'm being joined tonight by my usual co-hosts, Grant Fraser and Alan Liddell. Hello. Hi, hi, everyone. How are things? How are things? Oh, not too bad. Just working away. Yeah, we're all we're all working away. Working away. I've I've finally joined joined you in the ranks of the the working again as of last week. So you've had a new one. a bum. Had a bit no. of a sky, even now you think I might as well do it again. Yeah, fifteen weeks off. I could have been done. Could have done with an extra couple, if I'm being honest. But hey ho. Uh, all right. So past couple of weeks, uh, what you been up to, Grant? Well, I got another couple of games in against uh, Sean McCackney, who I think I spoke last time we played with uh, the Neutrals versus Targaryens. And we did the same thing again. Uh, so I did a the Ramsey list. Yeah, so the first one was just a straight rematch with the Ramsey list again. Um, I think we used the same mission as well for that. I don't know if I remember right. Yeah, pretty sure we did. Um, and it was the same thing again. He just, I think at the moment, or just for what he has available to him, Targaryens just didn't seem to have the power to do much. He did have a unit of Unsullied in his list this time, and was running Jorah as the commander. Okay. Um, he, the, if I'm remembering, so we played two games back to back. So if I'm remembering right, the first one I'm sure is where he made a tried to make a turn a, a charge early on, yeah. and failed by an inch right That's in front cool, of right? my um, my new favorite combo of. Bastards, girls, and brawn, yeah. who then just charged in and just as they do, shot point blank, shoot, then charge with all the extra dice, and everything else they can do. And the our blades are sharp. I think is the card. Oh, what a card! Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of got in that unit, and then just having having that much more activations than him was yeah, not hard Targaryens. And I turned off. What is the NC to let you reactivate? Oh, Alirio Mopathis. Yeah, so he was never able to like double activate his Unsullied at any point. No, right. So that kind of kept them at bay. They, they did do work, but I had a very good luck in making, I think, pretty much all of my panic checks, and my Bastards girls just didn't quite die. So I was in as well to, to grab the money bags and heal them back up every so often and, and just kind of kept them kicking about. Nice. So then we, after that game, we thought, well, we'll have another one. And I tried my Roost list. Which is very similar, but I have two units of black cards instead of one. Just to quickly, <laughs> to quickly go over this list. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not playing with neutrals again for a while after this because I think Sean's going to kill me. So, uh, Roost Commander, Bastards Girls with Brawn, two black cards, two cutthroats, Border Frey, and Varys is what I was right. using. Um, and I really like that list. You got so much presence on the board. Yeah, with five units. Yeah, two of which yeah. are obviously black cards that aren't really going anywhere. Anytime soon, or moving very fast. Well, no, but you know they, they get there. <laughs> they get where they need to go. It just Slowly takes them a little surely. bit longer. Well, that's yeah. it. Speed doesn't win the game, as I've discovered. Against them, the Targaryens, they can get where they want, but then they just fall over. Um, and yeah, so read like that list. Actually, I really like Roos being able to chuck out all those extra panic <clears> tokens <throat> when you want to. If there's not a zone you want to grab, is uh, pretty nice. Yeah. And again, that was that was yeah. That's what happened in that game. Was we just played we just played Game of Thrones. And yep. I managed to Varus the reactivator guy again. Oh. So he just he, for two games he never got to use that ability. Oh, oh poor Sean, poor Sean. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Um, but as I was saying last episode, my pledge stuff hadn't arrived, and now it has. So I've got a lot more Lannister options. So I'm going to go back to my Lannisters for a while. Nice. There's a lot of stuff in there I want to do. And then know. you can put Varus in your Lannister list. <laughs> no, no, no Varus, no Walder. I'm I'm going to be good. Hey man, that that's the way it go. A neutral sprinkle is uh, is my favourite. <laughs> I love a wee sp- sprinkle sprinkle of the neutrals, but yeah, my hand of the king turned up as well, actually. Um, but yeah, so awesome, awesome sounding game. Me, it sounds like me and Sean should play each other, and then both of, either one of us will finally get a win. Well, that's <laughs> it. You you again, somebody's losing streak. Yeah, exactly. Spoilers uh, for your game. Could be a draw. Could be a draw. Could be. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would at the moment. I would take a draw. Uh, we, so we nearly got a draw the other day there. Well, yeah, so we played. Yeah. yeah, we played at the beginning of last week. 
and I was using, you were using your Night's Watch, and I was using Baratheon's, but I was using Stannis uh, Axel Florent Commander with a couple of units of Relor Faithful this time. Um, yeah, it was Darkwing, Dark Words. The game was pretty close to what I remember. Is that right? Yeah, well, you you had you got to 12 points then round four. I don't know if we got to round five, but uh, you got to 12 points and I was on seven. So I needed to gain five uh, to tie it up, which not only did I manage to achieve everything I needed to do in order to get the 12, I actually got, gained another three and managed to win 15-12. Yeah, because I, was, I wasn't on 12 points. I, I would have been on 12 points at the end of the round. No, no, you did, you did get... No, did you not get a, tw- a tw- twelve I point? Think, no, I think I was on uh, 11, 10 or 11, because if it was 12, the game would have ended. No, it ends at the end of the round, does it not? No, if if I had 12 points on the end of the round and the game would have finished, and I would have won, but I didn't. No, I no, definitely no. didn't. Never. You, uh, but you, wait, you, you were on 11, you but then you got, you got a point during round four, so I yeah. knew that I needed to get the five points in this round. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Plus, you also wiped me out. How would that help? If all else fails, just kill everything. So the losing streak continues. Yeah. Um, Happy to help. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. I'll come back with a vengeance, don't you? It's not point, uh, you're going to bring up some absolute disgusting filth list and ruin somebody's day just to get that win back. Well, the, the free folk have, have been sitting quietly for a while, so... You're going to have to just make me get my bones out and then have me lose with them. Yeah. Well, eh, you know. Maybe, maybe. Um, myself, I've not really been up to much. I've not really been feeling too great. So I managed to sleeve pretty much all my cards bar 20. <laughs> uh, so I spent two hours sleeving all my cards. Very exciting. <laughs> um, that's I've literally just done mine. It's quite satisfying, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do enjoy a good sleeving. Yeah, I, I, I finally put my Free Folk tactics cards in the uh, Free Folk sleeves that I got from Blitz Minis. He's got like oh, cool, cool. Art, artwork ones. Yeah, uh, I've seen them. They're actually really oh, nice. They're I've like... seen the ones for the uh, Living Card game. Yeah, they're slightly... I'm assuming they're not for that because you don't get Free Folk as a faction. No, these free are specifically... enough cards come with the Night's Watch deck. These are, these are specifically for A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, it's I think it's an art, an artist that, that, that's the commission to make them and then he's made them and now he's selling them. Um, they're really oh, they're, they're good custom. quality. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good though. You get them in packs of 50. Um, so I ended up getting 100 just to cover when, you know, Free Folks Heroes 2 comes out eventually. Uh, so I would have enough. But they're really nice. Um, cool sleeves. So so yeah, that's what, that's what I've been up to. So I've nice. kind of been busy. So yeah, all right. So we've got some more painting to talk through. So we'll just get right through it. So before we start, if you're listening and you want to look at the photos alongside us talking, um, just check the show notes, which if should generally is under the, the play button or the picture of the podcast. And there'll be a small bit that will say show more, click on that, expand it, and then it'll have links to Instagram, Twitter and uh, Facebook. And you can click on one of them and look at the pictures while we talk through it. Okay, right, so we're going to move to the Pyromancers. You guys got them up? Yep, I've got them here. Okay, so this was sent in um, by Ben Hickman, um, but they were painted, commissioned painted by Paul Cook, who has an Etsy store called Pandemonium. Um, And, yeah, what do you think, Grant? What do you think of these? I really like the glow coming off the... The object source lighting, to give it its proper term, mm-hmm. of the the vials and stuff on the on the pyromancers themselves. I also like the color scheme. Yeah, this the, the green. Yeah, I'm not sure what colors canonically they're supposed to be. I assumed more red, being a Lannister unit, but it's quite nice seeing them something different. Uh not sure about that actually. Um, no, what I'm saying like I, I really don't know. Um, I'd assumed because I mean I've got a couple of boxes to paint up, but I've not got around to them. In the artwork, they're red, aren't they? But you could pretty much get away with any colour. Really, oh, I definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you what, what do you think, Lido? Yeah, they look nice. I mean, I would say as a minor setback is they're they're too similar. Right. Like there's a lot of like clones. Very uniformed. Yeah, it's like you'll see, put them in the kind of order that we set our units in, like every like diagonally. 
And of mm-hmm. course, because you're looking at it from that side, you've just got the three same guys right in a row, and it just looks like a kind of a mirror. Aye, that's quite funny you should say that, because that's exactly the way I said it might not be. Aye. Uh, I, think at... that's just, I think that's maybe just the sculpt. They're a very static posed unit. Yeah, no, but I mean, it looks like he's just kind of bulk painted them the exact same. So mm-hmm. each miniature has got the like the same, obviously, hair colour. Obviously, you can't really say about the ones that are bald, but... <laughs> aye, that's true. That's true, but... Um... but that was, uh, they're still very nice. The highlights, the, like Grant says, uh, the glow. Yeah, I, I really like the glow. I like the the uh, the gold trim on the mm-hmm. on the tunics as well. well. I'm assuming it's gold. It looks like a kind of metallic color. It's really nice um, and good eyes. <laughs> um, yes, that's uh, which is so always. I, a I don't even try and attempt. I've given up trying to attempt eyes. Yeah, I, I don't paint eyes anymore as well. I'm, I'm too old to paint eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the ba- the basins um, unusual as well, and I actually. I quite like the basic. Yeah, it's very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, really good. Really, really like them. As I say, I, I like the green scheme as well. It kind of matches the the wildfire color mm-hmm. as well, um, and it kind of I suppose it would kind of help you differentiate from the Lannister red and the Clegane yellow and stuff as well. Yeah, so. it just adds another color to the army. Then because you've still got that like gold trim, you still are tying it in. Yeah, since most Lancashires do tend to have a gold trim on them, or at least you no know, mine do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's More a kind of strange coppery. pose. The the pose of the pyromancers, because obviously they're a unit that throws like dragon yeah, fire. Yeah. So you never expect kind of them to be kind of. Uh, ah, it's like they're just kind of walking to store it somewhere. You'd expect yeah, the pose to be more it's... like about to throw it. Just, it's not the most uh, dynamic of units. No, but like for the Lannisters. They're not the greatest poses. I quite like them. I, I think I like They're the, nice, but it's like the the veterans of the watch. They're just there. Static. It just yeah. looks like they're just standing there doing nothing. Like we maybe had like another sculpt that was maybe throwing or something like that. Yeah, just something. Because like, I mean, the arms are pretty much out front or behind. They're not to mm-hmm. the side getting ready to hurl it over their shoulder. Like The, yeah. guy, the guys that... Uh, have their arms behind their back. They've actually got a vial behind their back as well, which I quite like because it's like, oh, I'm walking up to you and I'm going to throw this vial, but you can't see it. Yeah, but but yeah, I get what you mean. But but these are really nice. I, I really yeah. Talk. It's not an issue with the painting at all. That's just a, a sculpt. Yeah, yeah. That's comment. Nothing to do with the painter. Okay, right. I was so, I was thinking if if you could pull off like a nice small bit of. Uh, Dragon fire on like the base, just died about. That'd like be it, so cool. Like just the, um, the green flame. Yeah, yeah, that would be quite cool. I actually. don't know how you would get around that. If you there's could, models out there that's got like a wee flame to add on to something. Well, what you could do with that is something I've done for my, I did for my Age of Sigmar Fire Slayer stuff. Is if you get some green stuff world UV resin. All right, if, yeah. If you've yeah. used any of that, so my original plan for that was on the. The factors of a throne, and I wanted light to come inside it, and the, so I'd show the fire through the. So I'd basically, I would mold up or sculpt with the UV resin some fire, then have a light underneath it, and it would light up the fire. That ended up oh, not right. happening, yeah, because it just ended up being an absolute nightmare. But I still managed to sculpt fire quite easily using the UV resin and the torch on it, and then just painting it up after that. So you could definitely oh. get some UV resin and just do little sparks on the bases, um, and just blast it with the torch because it just dries straight away when you do that. Uh, you could do. You could definitely do something with that, and I might actually steal that idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good idea, actually. Even uh, if you wanted to be fancy and do extra small bases, and then just as soon as you've done casualties, just add them to your opponent's unit. We fun. We fire markers. Ooh, that's quite cool. I like the sound of that. All right, so we'll move on to um, the Sansa. So this was uh, sent in by um, Grant Stacy. If you got competition, Grant. Uh, so this is Sans. So this, I think, this is one of the first NCUs we've done. I think um, it is. Possibly. What do you, what do you think of this little? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that's meant to be part of a weirwood tree. It looks like it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or a young, a very young, like kind of sapling. Obviously, the the size of the base is restricting. He couldn't have a yeah. giant tree in the same right, base. Right, but no, but no, it's, it's very cool. We just add stuff to the base. Uh, in general, 
Because yeah, the yeah. bases are obviously quite plain as you get them. I've uh, seen. Aye. I've seen quite that, a lot of people um, putting like props or using inverted commas on like MCU bases, and I, I quite some of them are a bit. Eh, I'm not too sure, but I like. I really like. I like some of them, and I like this one as well. It's it's quite it's quite cool actually. It's just because he, well, he, the bases don't even tie into your army because they're not on the field of battle. So it does give you that bit of freedom to do whatever you want with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see the snows on the, the leaves as well. Mm-hmm. Top. I... The, the colour's nice. Like, kind of, yet again, another kind of blue scheme for a Stark army. Yeah. Seems to be a, a go-to. But you're wanting a kind of icy cold colour for them, I think, anyway. Yeah. It does tend to work quite nice. I mean, it would, it would look weird if somebody painted them red, for example. <laughs> I'm going to paint mine red. You, you <laughs> still remember the. I think Stu's going to get his berserkers red. It's true. Uh, yeah, so what do you, you think of these? Berserkers the other week there. Ah, that's true. Uh, but they're house humble, I suppose. But uh, yeah, Grant, so what do you but, think of these? I really, well, obviously, the tree's awesome. It just adds a little bit of character to the model. I like mm. the various shades of like the teal and the blue, and it looks like a darker green on the back of the ro- on the cloak. Mm-hmm. It ties in really nicely together, I think. And the. Like the white on the inside of the the robe mixed with the white lining on the, the tunic at the top. It's just a nicely well thought out balancing of colours. Yeah, very nice, very nice. I like the the, the skin looks. I'm quite like the skin. Um, mm-hmm. Her skin looks quite smooth, and the the ruff, the ruffles in the robe as well. Yeah, are quite defined. Nicely I like highlighted that. and done. Yeah, very very well done. And I like the tree as well. Yeah, you know, not the, the tree does catch your eye because it, it's something different. It's not. You know, it's a unique piece to that model that that person's exactly. made. Um, and yeah, basin's nice. The the, the kind of not really any grass, but a bit of snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like it. Um, and I can't. There's a bit. There's a, there eyes there. I can't tell with this. Yeah. Person. Yep. There um, is eyes there. There's got brave painters. There. I, know, I know. Brave painters painting all these eyes, but yeah, they look. It looks good. Looks good. Um, cool, right? Think, so we'll move. The thing with eyes is you either do it right and it makes your model look amazing, or if you do it wrong, it just it's all you can see. That's why I don't do them because I've done them wrong so many times and I'm just like can't I can't see past it now. Yeah, in general, got... I just paint the entire face and then add wash and then the kind of wash sinks into the eye bits. So I yeah. go with that. <laughs> yeah, that'll do the job. Because you're on the risk of like you know one eye looking on the ground and one eye looking at the moon, mm-hmm. uh, which you know you don't want. Unless, Unless you're going for that, that look. Not really. Um, yeah, but that's more of a defensive. Yeah, I was going for that look. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, along. Uh, yeah. So, so we've got some Nights Watch now. So this is Awful Yarwick, um, and I'm actually going to I'm going to apologise in advance for the bad pronunciation. But I think so. This is from Marcin Kupisinski, um, and this is Awful Yarwick. So, what do you think of this crap? So, is this the two axe guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, guy yeah. with the white beard and the white hair. Yeah, yeah. Angry Sarah. I was going to say the right one. I, he's got some nice um, shading around the face. Maybe a touched over black line, if I was being overly critical. Mm-hmm. But I think the face itself is incredibly well done. The eyes are amazing. Like, they're just, they're just really nicely finished off. Um, it's nice it's not, I mean, again, this is me maybe showing my nice watch ignorance, but he's not actually, looks like he's done a complete black. Yeah. It looks like a very dark, greeny blue black. Yeah. Yeah. Which just gives it that little bit more pop than just the the straight black of what the Night's Watch probably should be. But I prefer doing the black with a bit of colour because it just makes you see the detail that little bit more. Yeah, because you'd run the risk of kind of it just looking flat, right? Yeah, like you just sprayed the model and moved on. Um, that's that's potentially my future. <laughs> <laughs> Spray Even the black. Even undercoat. Column done. Uh, what do you think of this little as a, a Night's Watch player? I really like it. It's fantastic looking. Uh, it's between this and the next one. It's a difficult decision to pick my favourite of the four pictures, but I think it has to be this or the next one. Yeah. Um, just everything all around it: colour, bit of basin, highlights, everything. I wish I had the patience to do. <laughs> well, we'll, yeah. we'll have to get you into the even get you into the contrast paints. That'll be the that'll maybe be the key for breaking you through your painting and getting you into it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> does, it, does it include popping a like a paint pot open and dipping in a brush? It, it does. Oh no! <laughs> then you take that brush and put it on the model, but you can pretty much get away without doing highlights or washes if you just want a basic job. 
Oh, yeah. this sounds torture. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I'm... I just want to open a box, and they're already painted. That's that's why I kind of enjoyed like, the look at X-Wing when I, when I first saw it. It's like, models that are painted, yes! <laughs> <laughs> no, that just upsets me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I couldn't do that. Oh, no, you, you can still... People have still painted over the models in X-Wing. By all means, go for it. Aye, I suppose. At least you've got your coloured plastic, at least. The option yeah. is there, the fact that you don't need to. Um, right, I'm going to pitch in. I, talking about the black, I also like the white of his hair and his beard. Because, again, black and white are both very difficult to, to paint. Yeah. Um, I really like the guy, uh, Othel's hair and his beard and the, the shading. Is, it's not, like, too over the top. Um, uh, and his boot. I don't know why, but his boots really stand out. Not like in a bad way, but like I'm like, oh, those boots are really nice. Um, <laughs> Wonder where he got those. Yeah, I probably yeah, do. They, they come in my size. Now there's a there's a nice sort of highlight progression on them. They just yeah, I and, quite well. And the gloves and the, even like the the metallic on the these two hammers are mm-hmm. are quite nice. And he's got he's got uh, his basin scheme is. Um, that kind of look that I like that um, one of the guys in their local group, Stevie, has done with his um, Boltons, which I quite like. They kind of sprinkling of snow mm-hmm. uh, with the tufts. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really cool. Yeah, you um, see the dirt underneath it still. Sorry? You can still see the dirt on the ground underneath the snow. Yeah, exactly. Aye, like it's, it's totally covered. Like as if it's just start, not long started snowing rather than it being like a blanket. Yeah. Um, cool, right? So... Lastly, we've got um, Great John Umber. So this is alternative, the alternative sculpt, um, and this was sent in um, by Simon Cyhook. And wow, this is pretty good. It's pretty, pretty damn special, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, who will we go with, Grant? What do you think of this? It's pretty phenomenal. I think again, you're instantly drawn to his face and the way he's highlighted the hair and the face. It just looks amazing. I also really like the sort of mud coming up his armor. Mm-hmm. You got oh, the yeah, obviously yeah. the at the bottom. Yeah, you've got obviously because near the ground it's a bit more muddy, and then it's a lot cleaner near the top. So yeah, I think that's just a, a fantastic job in the muted red. It's not quite a bright red. Oh, um, it's like kind of almost like a bolt in pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the the color choices there. It does kind of look like the. The red on his arm is a different colour than on his yeah, stomach. Yeah, I'm guessing so, there's like a, a bright red under tunic. So I was and then he's waving the, 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 the pink over the top, the sort of dirtier colour over the top. I was thinking that might have been the same cloth, but... Yeah, because yeah, You tunic... can see, folks, if you're looking at this, then you can see why I'm having a difficult choice picking between this and mm-hmm. the Yeah, like, like you say, I think it, even that, or it could be that the he's, he's kind of muted red tunic has been weathered, so yeah. that's why it could be a different colour, or like you say, it's probably, like, his undershirt. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no. but the fur, the fur, his fur, I'm assuming, I wish I could see the back, but the, the the fur around his neck, that's really, really nice. Um, and even, like, like the kind of details, like the, the leather, like, holding up his horn and his, his belt buckle and stuff, just just as... Uh, it's just I, a, it's a superb, far beyond tabletop <laughs> quality job. This is a yeah, I'd quite happily have this guy leading my leading my Starks if I had a Stark army. Oh, I, I do have him leading my Stark army, but mine's is just kind of he's just blue plastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but even like his his base, there's there's rocks and there's mud and there's grass, but and there's like tree like roots and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I very, very good. Yeah. So yeah, thanks to everybody who sent these in. Um, if you've got anything you want to send in and let us have a wee look at and a wee talk over, feel free to send it in. You can send it a uh, private, private message through all our social media or you can um, send it uh, to our email, uh, alwayswinterpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're always looking for stuff. We've, we've, we're kind of burning through them fast, so as much as you can, that would be superb. Um, and I just also wanted to add, everybody had nice solid rims as well, so... Well done for that too. I was just about to comment that he's have just passed out and taken a shot. Yeah, but I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to. Only shot that you're getting to drink there. Yeah, 
Um, all right, so we'll move on uh, to, we've got a question sent in. So this is sent in uh, by Anthony Johnston. So what is each person's favourite unit and combination, so be it tactics cards, orders, attachments? Uh, well, so what's your favourite combination to pull off and the most memorable time it worked for you in a game? So we'll go with Little first. All right. Put you on the spot here. I had actually thought about the most memorable moment until now. So the I touched on this in episode three with the combination of it's quite a few things having um, Rob Stark and a unit of Umbar Berserkers. All right. Yeah. Just yeah. the attachment, not commander. Then waiting until you've got the first round activation. If you need the extra movement. You trigger Arya's ability, so you can get the seven-inch maneuver on his unit. You then activate uh, what's his mum's called again? Cat, Catelyn. She jumps on the horses and triggers Rob. And when the uh, when he's triggered via the horses, he can actually make a free charge. Mm-hmm. So that's seven inches from uh, Arya. You've got your seven inches from the movement plus your D6, which is a minimum of one. So there's f- fifteen inches, and of course you've got the Devastating Impact card, which if you claim the horses, you automatically count as one of six. Uh, so it's a, a nice big sprint up the board that you just yeah. <laughs> don't want hitting you. Yeah, I've faced that too many times. And me- most memorable moment would probably be against you, John, when I thought <laughs> I was literally up against a brick wall and then actually kind of realised that that was one of those moments where I was like, it doesn't really matter what I do here. I'll chuck Catelyn on the horses and I'll just remove Rob there. And then I just looked at, glanced over at his card, noticed the ability, and I was like, oh, everything just brightened up. <laughs> he just slingshotted up the board, charged straight into a unit of your raiders, wiped them out in one go with either 10 attacks and two additional wounds, uh, moved a, a free maneuver so they could position into the flank of another unit of raiders because they've not actually activated this turn. They charged that unit of raiders. Wipe them out. And did they go into another unit? Or is that that must have been the next again round? Aye, I think it was the next round. Yeah, I don't think I got a sudden charge. I never seem to get a sudden charge when I'm using my Starks. It's always hidden at the bottom of the deck. But no, that's, that's probably definitely my, my nice yeah. juicy combination. Aye, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, right, what about you, Grant? At uh, the moment, it's definitely Brawn and the Bastards. Just Because yeah. it caught me by surprise the first time I did it, just how devastating it was. Because I was like, oh, this will be fine. Like, it won't be that bad. And that first game against Sean, the first time playing my neutrals a while ago, that I took out the Drogo's unit in the first turn, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is pretty scary. This is this is a tasty unit. It's not terribly expensive. Well, it's nine points, but you're probably going to kill what you go for if you've got, like, our blades are sharp as well. Oh, that, yeah. That's that's the start of the round. Mm-hmm. Aye, yeah, yeah. Make a free oh, attack. So okay, no, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. Oh, no. No, no, our... That's, um, you're thinking of cruel methods. All right, yeah. Our blades are sharp, is if targeting a panicked enemy, you get plus one to hit and rolls two dice. Oh, and then, <laughs> so you roll, so you've got, so by the time they get into combat, because so it's in combat, and you do ten attacks? Well, you get six shots because you got brawn, you know, he gives you an extra two. Oh, yeah, of course, I'm not adding the two for brawn there, right? Yep, and then you charge in, and then you're getting ten attacks on twos after that. And if you don't make them vulnerable from shooting at them, you make them vulnerable because they're a bolt and you with our blades are sharp. That's brutal. Yeah. I mean, they do tend to disappear after that because they've only got six up save and your opponent's probably raging at you. So he does tend to want to get rid of it fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got the plus two morale and they're already morale five. Yeah. So they, should, they shouldn't but have been running away. But, save, uh, so they, they can't really take too much punishment before they disappear. But yeah, yeah that's a come up having a lot of fun with uh, recently. But I'll be going back to my Lannister soon, so hopefully get more fun combos out of them. But yeah, that's definitely one I've had. Well, um, so... Steve likes to use that, or has used it in the past. Yeah. Well, speaking of Lannisters, I'm glad you never picked a Lannister unit because I'm actually going to choose a Lannister combination that I quite like. Um, so the unit would be uh, the crossbowman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the attachment would be my best best bud, um, Preston Greenfield. Uh, so he, when he's in a unit, and any time the unit makes an action, uh, you draw a card. All right? Yeah, we like Preston Greenfield. So, uh, in the combination that 
I like is with the Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister Halfman Commander. So what he basically can do, he can um, he's got a tactics card that lets you activate a unit, but you can rather than activating that unit, you can activate a unit that's already activated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you control, uh, oh sorry, no no, yeah yeah yeah, sorry, can employ. Uh, you can make a previously activated unit activate rather than your another unit. So I like to. <laughs> Draw a card. So the most memorable time it worked was again. I was playing against um, uh, French Stuart and uh, activated them. I think I just activated them normally. Drew a card. I think I just moved because I was at a range, uh, and then I managed to put them on the horses for a free maneuver to move forward a bit more. Drew another card. Uh, then I managed to get on the swords, <laughs> and then <laughs> I was in range to shoot, and then I got to draw another card. And then I activated a separate unit, but I played Delay Orders to, uh, rather than activate that unit, I activate Preston's unit and got to shoot again, and then got to draw another card. Excellent. And then I never had another one in my hand, but I did have uh, Adaptive Tactics, which lets you return a, a discarded card back into my hand. <laughs> so, uh, so I get to play Con Deploy again, and I think I did it twice or three times, so... I got to draw like five or six cards in in one round. Plus, I took the letters. I think I maybe never took the letters, but from Preston alone, I drew five or six tactics cards. So that's probably my favourite by, yeah, by a long shot. That's pretty. I've heard you mention that before, and but you've not obviously explained it to that extent. So yeah. I was kind of always thinking to myself, how the hell did you manage to? activate this unit about five or six times in one go yeah it's all about terrain it's all about yeah. terrain but you have to have the right tactics cards obviously right. um well preston obviously find uh, find you exactly those tactics cards exactly but, um but even if you don't have the card you can if you're lucky with the tactic zone and uh you get the zones you want you could you could draw three cards ar- around yeah well i mean that's yeah. some the night's watch style drawing tactics cards are right there yeah, I think I emptied my deck in turn four, I think. Um, but Preston Greenfield's also good in Bastard Girls because cause they've got the shoot and then they can charge and, volley. and then charge, so they can draw two cards from that as well. So, um, but I like them in the the crossbowman just obviously just because he's like the nice wee bunker unit and they're quite quite hitty. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably. My favourite combination. So Stu's cool. been on the the brunt end of quite a few devastating things. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but I've, I've well, uh, uh, he's we... conceded against me at least once uh, in round one. Oh, it was just things were just going that badly. But to his, to his credit, um, what we're going to be talking about next, um, we'll we'll talk about that soon. So, uh, talking about Brendan, the Outrider Commander, uh general smashed me with that so <laughs> uh, yeah so that's what we're going to be talking about next so we're going to talk about a uh, hand of the king box so yes. grant and i received ours from our time machine pledge and Liddell's had his since day one day one um so we thought we would... so obviously Liddell's be able to tell us all the cool combos and tactics and everything you can get out of this box because he's had it for so long yeah but but, yeah, I, I need to go to the <laughs> toilet, guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what you know, we thought we'd, we'd kind of talk about some of the exclusive units that are in it and uh, what we think and what they they can maybe fit in and things like that. Because obviously these aren't legal for tournament play, but they're good to play for fun and they're probably going to end up being in future hero boxes. Probably hero box three uh, for Lannister and Starks. Anyway, maybe a wee bit different, but we just thought it'd be fun to talk about. So, uh, right, we'll start with uh, Brendan Tully, the uh, Outrider Commander. So this is the Commander Brendan Tully. So he has the ability Stark Outriders. So you may hold one unit of Stark Outriders off the table instead of deploying them. Start of any round as their activation, deploy that unit unit fully within short range of any table edge, so flanks or rear. Uh, and he's got Pathfinder. So any so the unit that he's in, they get plus one movement and they ignore dangerous, rough and hindering keywords for terrain people. Nice. Uh, and he has three tactics cards, which I believe 
all affect Cal. So ride by attack, which is the same as uh, Cal Drogos, I believe. So around the friendly unit, cavalry unit activates as its activation, it may pivot and march and may move through enemies during this march. If they do that, if they, they move through a unit, they resolve one charge attack on one enemy it passes through. They also get the reason if they have charged. Uh, they ride them down when an enemy fails a panic test. If that enemy is engaged with a cavalry unit, they suffer an additional D wounds. You control Ooh. the horse, horse zone. They suffer three additional wounds instead of rolling. And then heavy nice. impacts. So when a friendly cavalry unit successfully charges, defender becomes vulnerable. If you control the horses, this attack also deals a two additional hits. So it's all cavalry-based mm-hmm. shenanigans. Um which, you know, could be kind of, it's quite restrictive, I suppose, because those cards specifically, you need to have cavalry units. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a thematic choice, I would say. Yeah. Um, so is this like... immediately making me think of a list here. <laughs> just, I'll just come up with one in my head. Oh, Does it contain four <laughs> cavalry units by any chance? No, 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 no. That, that's a bit ridiculous. I still want <laughs> other units on the board to hold up units so my cavalry units can go in the outflank and such. Yeah. Like I still want my bunker units to sit there, hold you up and wait for this. Because when you think about it, you've got one unit of cavalry off the board, turn one. It's, yeah. set, it's turn two activation is coming on the board. So you're not going to actually get to use this unit until turn three. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. At which point the... And- you might not be anywhere near, depending on where you've came on. Unless you, know I mean? you uh, play a sudden come on charge. the rear, then that's two turns, possibly three if they activate before you, that they've moved away from that side of the board. So you'd think you'd probably maybe want to come on the left or right flanks and come in the way. Through the side. Unless you've got a sudden charge in your hand. Yeah. But I mean, there are, obviously there is a way of getting use out of them in turn two, but I still think it more likely... Yeah, if you're yeah. coming on the flank. The, the chances of you drawing the card that you need is not very high, but it's oh, worth 50 it. You either get it or you won't. <laughs> That's not how percentages work. Yeah. <laughs> either have uh, it or it don't, therefore it's 50 50. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like one in the water. Yeah, exactly. It's always a 50 50 chance. Either win it or you won't. It's Unfortunately, I've just um... been on the, the poor end of that every time. <laughs> You can actually put Brendan. You don't have to put him in the unit that goes off the board. No, no, aye. Um, so going back to our friend Stuart, um, he we played the fun. So it was two fun lists. So I was using the Vargo Baratheon list, and he was using Brendan Tully as a commander. So he had, I think he had. Oh, he's going to kill me. I believe it was two units of Stark Outriders, and no, it was three units of Stark Outriders and one unit of Tully Cav. Three. Yeah, and <laughs> Brendan was in the Tully Cav, so they were movement six and ignored the dangerous, rough, and hindering keywords. And he managed to charge me, and I'm sure it was turn one, he charged me with Brendan Tully with the uh, Tully Cavaliers and uh, Vargo's unit with, ward, with Baratheon Wardens, and he just wiped them out in one go. I think he played like the the... the the supreme combination of like devastating impact and you know all the start cards that gives extra hits and extra wounds and all this sort of stuff and you roll the six and all that kind of thing. The the stars aligned for these cards and then he just proceeded to smash me up. I just couldn't because the Baratheons are so slow. He was just running circles around me and uh, yeah, just smashed me up. So it's just like what Targaryen should be like, but don't seem to be at the moment. And <laughs> um, probably, probably. See. I, I just don't think the Targaryens are hit enough for yeah, cavalry. I mean, they've got all these I cards that are like, They've got these cards that seem to be when you wipe out a unit, but they've not got the attacks to wipe out a unit. Yep. I mean, That's a basic cavalry charge gives you your six attacks. Yeah. Or seven. Seven attacks. Yeah. The Starks which have if you manage to hit with all and kill with all, then you've got seven dead guys. If they manage to somehow fail their morale test, at most, they're going to uh, lose four, which leaves one guy standing there laughing at you. Yeah, yeah going, no matter what, you're in You can keep that card in your hand. You'd go nowhere this turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They desperately need, like, another attack or possibly some more tactics cards that give them more punch. I mean, I I've used the starter set uh, twice and won twice, but again, that was one of the last was up against another Targaryen force, and I was just rolling a lot better than my opponent. Uh, 
can't remember the second game, but the three-pointer NCU, which you mentioned earlier, he reactivated the veterans, and they proceeded to run up turn one, reactivate, shoot, charge somebody in the flank, wipe them out. I don't think I had the card to charge again, unfortunately, but that seemed to be the only way to use them. Yeah. Just to try and get that, hopefully get that card straight away, chuck up the veterans, shoot, charge, pile through into something else, or get in a bit position where you can charge next turn. But they they can't take much of a hit at all. I mean, they've not got the armor save. The morale's decent. Six, as, six up, yeah. But as soon as they take the hit, they've lost a fair amount of guys. Uh, they'll pass a morale test. I mean, it would be good if they could get some kind of hit-and-run kind of ability. Mm-hmm. That way, oh, we're in combat, we don't want to stay here, we'll hit them and then get a free retreat or something like that. Oh, you mean like the Stark Outriders? <laughs> <laughs> but mm. Something. Yeah. But even a, a retreat doesn't isn't it great because your opponent still gets to manoeuvre, so it's not like you can zip away to the side so they can't see you anymore. They'll turn around, they've not activated, then they'll charge you again. It's, it's... Aye. Yeah. Unless right. there was some kind of card or ability to stop your opponent from manoeuvring once you retreat. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time I feel like retreating is not that good, big a deal. I'd rather just sit here and take it until I die, because that way I'm keeping that unit pinned down. Yeah, yep. retreating's only really valid unless you can activate right away after doing it, or if you're if the opponent's in combat with something else, so they can't like turn to face you after you retreat. That's. I mean, I was of, yeah. two, two or two of the screamer. Uh, what ones are the, the Sunderland ones? Oh, the Outrider Co. Yeah, Outrider Co. It is because like just popping out vulnerable tokens because obviously that way you hit as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it's very unlikely that you're going to get rid of two ranks, and a lot of the time, getting rid of one rank doesn't really affect a lot of units. You've maybe taken no. one or two attacks off them, and even then, sometimes it's barely even that. Yeah. No, I, I think they're, they're desperately lacking. And then, of course, don't even get me started on the whole uh, Outriders unit, the, the ones that can shoot and only shoot. Yeah, that's a weird one. They are just strange. The fact that they can't fight at all is insane. It would be nice if they had a way to get out of combat better or something to offset the fact that they're just going to get punched in the face and can't do anything. Yeah, so, I mean, fair enough they've got nimble, but I mean, their bows are short range. If, if, yeah. gonna give, if there's a shooting unit that can't fight in combat, give them long-range bows. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I like them. I think they're all right. Seriously? I just, yeah, I just, I think... For six, I mean, for the same points as the fighting unit, the fighting just... unit can get chuck in there, get rerolls to hit, Gets all the benefits of the cards. I, I just... never said they were better, but they're definitely no, 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 no. They're, they're like they're like a finesse unit. They're just they need to get used correctly. Like as just like a they're not harassment worth the unit. same points as the screamers. Do you think it'd be worth it as they are if they drop to five? Possibly yes, but even then you're still a, a unit that can't fight in combat. And you... as you know, the Dothraki force doesn't have the activations, so it's not like they can afford to keep a unit that's just floating about the back shooting seven shots a turn with no rerolls. Or even if they got the order that the Stark, Stark Outriders have where they can retreat after they've been attacked. Yeah. I mean, points for points are the same points as, like, the shooty Night's Watch cover unit. The Ranger Hunters, Ranger Trackers. Trackers. I always get them mixed up. Yeah. Ranger Trackers, which, of course, uh, shoot the exact same, get the exact same shot amount of shots, one less when they're down to a rank. They can fight in combat, um, and of course they can get vows. Yeah, and they've got yeah. some. Uh, they they dish out vulnerable tokens as well. Now, yeah, they've got an order uh, within line of sight at long range. Somebody becomes vulnerable, so they just make whoever they're shooting it vulnerable. Yeah. So uh, Brendan Tully with the dumbbell, but yeah, it's just there's so many things with this one unit that doesn't transfer into another unit. Like I can't see how the Ranger Trackers at six points are this like. Equal to the Dothraki unit at six points. The Night's Watch players so much better. Yeah. Oh well, it's a mystery. I'm sure they'll get changed. There's ten vows in your tactics deck that you can throw on them to give them buffs. Yeah, it's, that is possibly the one unit in the game that desperately needs changed. Yeah, it's it's, it's an odd one. So uh, what what uh, going back to Brendan Tully? Um, <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, what, what do you think? I've now uh, mentioned every cavalry unit in the game nearly, but I, Brendan Tully. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shame that we can't put him in every uh, cavalry unit in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you put him in a Stark Outrider unit or would you put him in a Tully Cavalier unit? I mean, the Tully Cavaliers can hold their own. Because obviously they, they get the plus one movement and they ignore the, the terrain uh, penalties. So it's do you put them in the Stark Outriders for movement seven or do you put them in the Tully Cavaliers for movement six? Ooh, that's, uh, mm-hmm. tough, that, that's a tough choice. I guess making your heavy hitting cavalry move faster might be... You're also yeah. thinking about trying to protect your general for those like killing the, the general missions. Then at that point you put them in the better armor save, better morale unit. Yeah. For the safe totally. option. Yeah, aye. He's, he's pretty cool. I mean, he's unusual, but I don't know. Do you reckon, are, do you reckon he'll be in the Hero Box 3? I'd, well, speaking of someone that has this, I'd hope not. <laughs> or do you I think mean, he'll be in a I don't need different... another alternative sculpt. Like, I'd, yeah, I'd rather have unit characters that I don't have than characters that I do have. Yeah. Like, as soon as Hero well, uh, Box 2 came out... And I, no, uh, I noticed that Braun and Brienne were in there. They got sold. But I don't. Ha- I don't really want to have to do that with other characters. Yeah, but very few other people, people are going to want them. Kickstarter box. Very few people have the Kickstarter box. So oh, uh, quite a few more now. The fact that the yeah, time changes yeah. came up. But no, I understand. That's probably why, obviously, Brienne and Braun were put in neutral box too. Yeah, because they're really really popular attachments but there were two the, not the, neutral characters that you got from the Hand the, of the King the Brendan Tully sculpt is pretty pretty bad <laughs> he's like <laughs> he scales like way off he looks he, he looks like like he could be like the same size as Tyrion Lannister he's tiny I've not I've not had a look at the he's quite he's quite I don't know if you compare him to like a Stark Outrider he's quite small and his horse looks weird like you could almost like say that his horse is like an elven horse for Lord of the Rings or something like that. But but yeah, so Brendan, right, okay, Mage Mormon. So she is three point attachment. Three point attachment. Uh yes. or infantry. So she's got the order stubborn tenacity. So when the unit passes a panic test, enemy engaged with it suffers D three wounds and stalwart. So the unit gets plus two to morale test rolls, right? So that's why she's three points because got stalwart for a start, which is saying that other, Stark's the new other unit, people yeah. have had that for two points. But she's got the order as well. I know, as you say, it's an order, which means you can only do it once a turn. Yeah, and once obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna do it in t- uh, round one. You're probably not even gonna get to round six. So at most, you're probably gonna get four uses of that. I'm betting probably neither three or two. Mm-hmm. So sure. that's what four. So that's eight wounds on average if you roll a two. I'd say three, two. which is possibly six. Yeah. You're, you're likely to be near a six. On top of if, your if, other attacks. If you get, if you get into, I know why. Uh, if you get into combat with somebody turn two, you're probably not reaching round five. <laughs> Things are going to get minced up pretty quick on either side. And if you're yeah. getting to round five, yeah. it's probably because you're not in combat round two. So I'd probably say three is more realistic. Yeah. Three points, yeah. I always, I always kind of got three points for as, yeah. as, as a, yeah, I did that with two points because I'm a free folk player. That's why I say is that there's the free folk in you that just yeah, just kind of points on anything. I mean, it's oh, not a point. I don't care. <laughs> the Rob Stark attachment that I use is three points, but of course you get the extra activation with Greywind. Yeah. Not to mention that lovely juicy ability. Yeah, but so, yes, I, I don't see her being worth three points. And where would you put her as well? Like, uh, you'd still want to put her in a high morale unit, or fairly high. Like, as in, like, rubbish, or already good to make better? Already good, so I think the Stark Swan Swords are six, so that'd put them to four. Right. What about a unit of um, you, I don't bold think you want to risk the... What about you put a unit of bold cutthroats? See, that's what I'm, I don't think you want to risk a five. They're a five up, and they're vicious, so no, no, I mean, that's when they pass a panic. Aye. You're right. Yeah, so, so you would let me pass this panic test. And yeah. that's only if somebody's not hitting you with menaces for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That's why I would think it's safer to go with a 6 to a 4. I, whenever I looked at the card, I never really figured out why she was as point she was. I never really... Yeah, I think... Really... I've, I've never used her. I was about to use her in the shooty list against you, John, but I didn't have enough activation, so she came out to get tweak the list a bit. 
And because it worked a lot better, I can't really think about putting her back in. So would you, if she came at, you know, Heroes Box, Stark Heroes Box 3, she's in Stark Heroes Box 3, she gets the same abilities, but she's two points. Would you use two her? Two points, I'd think about her, yeah, definitely, for Stalwart. Because, yeah. I mean, there's other characters out there that have Stalwart, and they're only two points. Like the Brendan Tully's two points, and he gives you, like, fight. Uh, he's fighting. Yeah. If, that is, again, another order, but this unit's melee attacks gain plus one to hit and roll plus two dice. Yeah, and Brienne as well, she's two points and she's got the knightly vow as well. Which, if you think about it, it's a lot, probably an extra how many attacks getting hit because of that. Mm. Um, you do need to begin the turn engaged. Yeah. Yeah, so would you write Stark's own swords? You'd put her in. I'd, I'd think so, yeah. You'd want to, I feel like a six up morale to a four up morale's safe. It's Tully Sworn Shields, maybe? They're a four up. They're pretty tanky. And it means they'd be dishing out extra wounds as well. <laughs> yeah. She could fit anywhere with decent... Like, she'd be wasted in Berserkers, I think. Yeah, it's a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. She's Unless you just... make a, a strong morale army and then make it even stronger, then fair enough. But you're more likely going to have your weak pockets. Like, my start list has got two units of Berserkers in it and two units of Sworn Swords. So out of those four, she would be going in the Stark Swords. Yeah. Because I've already got good morale for the Berserkers, so... And if any more of them run away, then they're just more powerful. Yeah, yeah got to love it. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on. To the, so we did the two Stark unique characters. So uh, we're going to the two Lannister ones. So we'll start with with uh, the big beast himself, uh, <laughs> Gregor Clegane, the Mountain that Rides. So this is the solo uh, three point, four point. He's a four point unit. Um, <clears throat> so this this guy has four wounds. Uh, he's cavalry. He <laughs> he's movement five. He's got four attacks at hitting threes. His armor is a two up. He has a three up morale. He has critical blow. Uh, any unit he charges becomes panicked, and he also does not allow defense saves against his attacks. <laughs> so this guy is like just an absolute monster. He's he's a mountain, right? <laughs> well, he is. He is. He. But- the right, <laughs> exactly. So it's, I mean, it's in a lot of like, uh, he's great. Ah, he just minces. When I, when I did have my Lannisters, I was I was using them. I like the extra activation and the fact that there's just very little that can kill him. Really. Yeah. But well, uh, first, what, there's a fair amount of other four, stuff out there now. Four points for a, an extra. So that's the cheapest way you're going to get an activation apart from Pycelle. Mm-hmm. Um, Two up, armor save. Sticking around for a while. Yeah, you need yeah, some, at least He'll run, uh, run into a unit and just slowly chip away at it. So or finish off a unit, I guess, as well. Yep, yep. Just keep him away from the giants. He should probably get about five kills, and then that's the morale test after that. And they're panicked, so they're re-rolling. Exactly. Um, and you've he probably should, got he should easily, Depending on the unit, he'll easily take out two ranks Aye. and the turn that he charges. I think. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Obviously, there's no way to put him because he is his own unit because he is a unit. Um, however, keep him away from giants. And <laughs> in, in the auto woods, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much the I same as giants. Of... Ignore saves. And yep, get... Free folk in general, aren't they? Nice to the mountain, really. No, 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 really. Tra- uh, tra- trappers. trappers. Aye. Auto wounds. Uh, come anywhere near me. Come on. Dicks. Even even Baratheons, Baratheons have got tactics cards to dish out uh, wounds as well. Um, That's why he's in yellow, so he can like try and float under the radar. Pretend. I'm not charging you. I'm running away from the Lannisters in red. Don't attack me. I'm your. Pal. I'm one of you. <laughs> um, that segues quite nicely, actually, into the next uh, character that's in the box. Uh, so Jamie Lannister, maimed hostage. What you were saying? So he goes in an enemy unit. So he's two points. So you put him in your one of your opponent's units, and he has valuable captive. So this model is always the last model destroyed in the unit. When this unit is destroyed, it grants one additional victory point. And vengeful captive, at the end of each of its activations, this unit suffers D3 automatic hits. So say I'm Lannister player and Little is a Stark player, You've got a unit of Sworn Swords. I put Jamie Lannister in the unit of Sworn Swords. You activate, so each time that unit activates, when they finish activating, they suffer DD hits. And if I kill that unit, I get an additional victory point. 
because I saved Jamie Lannister. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Right. As soon as you say you're using Lannisters, I thought you were going to take away what I was thinking. Is imagine, imagine if I had them, if I still had my Lannisters and you were using your Preston and I just chucked him in that unit. Oh, jeez. Oh, that'd Every be quite time funny. you want to activate. <laughs> Aye, that'd be quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I right, go on. We'll activate. I dare you. Draw that card. Please. All right, so what did we say? I think your unit crossbows would be dead in two rounds. Probably with a five-up save. Yeah. So two points. What you, would you make of this, Grant? I love him. Like, I, I would love to use him in so many games. I just think it's a fun uh, attachment. Especially if a unit you just... You just want to chip away at Sully, just bung him in there. You're going to have to kill it at some point, so you're going to get the extra point for that, but Annie's going to help you until you get around to killing him. Yeah. So what what unit... Well, obviously, you can't really say because your opponent might be using a different army, but what kind of unit would you probably put him in? Well, I think... I guess, like, like your Bastards Girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the low armor save. With the low armor save, and you know your opponent's going to want to use them a lot. Yeah, or like like saying like the crossbowmen, like you're mm-hmm. the using it, you know you're. So yeah, I think anything like that. I wouldn't bother with anything with a high armor save. So you're probably not going to get the most out of him. Yeah, yeah. no, um, unless they're going to be in combat because then that'll help them as well a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. but again, you're, uh, you're a four up at the most. I don't think you. I think you're so, yeah. them if it's a three up, but there's not that many three up armor saves out there. I would want to put him in a unit with Rickon Stark. Aye, just for that juicy three points, baby. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, yeah. again, he can always. Osha always just tells him, "Off you go." I suppose. Yeah. Run, child, yeah. run, and then you're not getting that extra point. Screw you, Jamie. But two points for to get an extra victory point. You know, I, I like it. I. Yeah. It's I mean, cool. every, there's all the Jamie Lannisters are quite nice. Commander, uh, the one from Hero Box Two, like they're all kind of nice, but obviously you can only take one. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you just do you do play like a crazy game and your opponent allows you to use three Jamie Lannister. <laughs> the many the, the three faces of Jamie Lannister. Yeah, the, the many faces God. of Infinite Earths, DC verse, the <laughs> Game of Thrones version. Yeah, this guy, I, I like I like this guy. I mean I'd I'd really like him to be in a hero's box so we can you could actually use him. Yeah. I like I like the whole like throwing him in and playing mind games and all that sort of stuff. I'd definitely put him in a a soft unit like like say like archers or something like that um something that you know you can kind of get rid of to get the extra point pretty much aim for a five up armor save on your opponent's side yeah six up if they've got it mm-hmm. um yeah but of course everything needs to activate before the round ends so it's not like you can just pass with that unit yeah or you could even play well, maybe not. I was thinking you could maybe play like sort of mind games against like a kind of Targaryen list where you've got Illyrio and he takes the activation counter off or Night's Watch where they can remove activation counters and then they have to activate to suffer the three hits again. But it's well, yeah, hits, I mean, it's no wounds. So. Yeah, you could stick him in Unsullied though. That's probably a good shot. Yeah, four up. Four up and, you're, and that's probably going to be a unit that's going to be he's going to want to reactivate just to get the extra damage in. Mm-hmm. So he's either going to have to choose not to reactivate him to save the D3 hits, or he's going to have to take D3 hits. Yeah, I suppose it depends how damaged they are, like, if they're, like, in their last rank or whatever, you can't really risk taking the D3 hits, because what if I roll a 3? Or even if roll... they're in the last rank, but if they're, a, if they're one away from going down a rank. Yeah, yeah. Then cause... you know you're going to definitely lose that one, so you're going to go down the rank. More likely, yeah. Yeah, because it's well, yeah, you know, you got your armor save. Like, uh, so it's average, you get two of the D three mm-hmm. hits, and then average, you fail one, pass one. But, so yeah, he's he's pretty cool. I like I like his model. I, I'm looking forward to yeah. getting him up. <laughs> no. Um, no, again, that he's, was a he's a fun two, little mind game. The two models that you've just mentioned, the mountain that rides and the maimed hostage, were the two main reasons it was difficult for me to give up my Lannisters. Yeah, because yeah. I just thought they they were just too. Both of them were cool. The mountain that rides is humongous. I know. <laughs> First time I opened the box, I was like, right, I've got to see how big this guy actually is. Oh, he's crazy. He's such a nice model. His his horse is about the same size as a Starfleet Raider. <laughs> yeah, with guy on top. Like my one of my giants could like jump on that horse and be comfortable, and so would the horse. I need to crack open the knight Casterly Rock and see how ridiculous he looks if you attach him to a unit of them. I think Ross, one of the guys, Ross, he did that, uh, and he looks pretty, pretty <laughs> rid- ridiculous. Yeah. Um, 
Cool, right, so uh, that's that's us for uh, this episode, so um, yeah, do you guys want to do any shout-outs? Anywhere that's opened up, or anything uh, you want to talk about? I'll just probably mention the fact that Steve at Common Grounds managed to get some stock in, so if anyone's local, or even if you want to ask him to post it, because I think he's doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh, you, just, you just message him, I, uh, or phone him. I, can, I made a message before what he had in stock. Just need to find it though. Yeah, a lot of play, a lot of UK stockists to uh, check your local local store to you. Uh, got a big kind of stock. I've seen yeah. quite a few pictures. People stock. can play Night's Watch now. Yep, Night's Watchers seem to be back. So, um, if you're listening to this relatively near the published date, then go for it. Or if you're looking to get anybody in it, and they were looking at Night's Watch and they weren't sure, now's now's the time. Well, so. he's. He's got a Night's Watch starter set, the Night's Watch Stone Thrower, a unit, uh, Conscripts, Stormcrow Archers, and Mercs. Tully Cav, which I'm actually tempted to do by them for the Tully unit, Tully list now. Uh, the Warrior Sons, Poor Fellows, Targaryen Zero One, two boxes of Baratheon Wardens, and Targaryen and Baratheon Activation Banners. There you go. Nice. Yeah, cool. But again, that was on Saturday they had that, so some of it might be away. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll uh, we'll we'll finish the episode there, and we'll insert some snazzy music right about here. Mm-hmm.